Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, We're cool. 2 Timothy, open up your Bible, 2 Timothy 1. I love Timothy, the uh, books of Timothy, 1 and 2 Timothy. So we're in 2 Timothy 1. There is a scripture here I want to read, starting in verse 3 in the ESV. It says this. This is Paul speaking to his young charge, Timothy. Paul's like super Christian. Timothy is a person who is leading a church in Ephesus, and uh, he's encouraging Timothy. And he says this, I thank God whom I serve as did my ancestors, with a clear conscience, as I remember you constantly in my prayers, night and day, speaking to Timothy. As I remember your tears, I long to see you, that I may be filled with joy. I'm reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and now I am sure that dwells in you as well. For this reason, I remind you to fan in the flame the gift that God has given you, uh, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. I love how he makes that personal. Verse 7, he goes on and says, For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord. Don't be ashamed of the testimony, the story of Jesus in your life. Lost my place. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share in the suffering for the gospel by the power of God, who saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of the works, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. In verse 10, finishing off, it says, and which now has been manifested through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you are here in this room right now, Lord that you are among us, your people. Lord, I pray that right now you would uh, start to open hearts, Jesus, that hearts would be softened to receive your word. Lord, I pray that you would speak through me confidently, Lord, that the words that come out of my mouth aren't my words, but are yours, that you're not just speaking to me, but you're speaking through me, Jesus. So right now we pray that every word goes out is blessed by your name and that your will goes out in this room, and that people are radically uh, impacted by your word. In Jesus' name, amen. So we all, um, I don't know about you guys, we all love a good story, right? I think it's a hallmark of our society these these days. We consume so much content in general, right? Like I think Disney Plus is planning on spending literally billions of dollars right now, pouring more money into making content because there's just not enough people to consume out there right now because everyone's looking to be entertained by stories. And there's so many places that we can go nowadays to find these stories. I'm using media as an example, but there's Netflix, Hulu, Disney+, Plus, Apple TV+, HBO Max on your phones. There's Instagram stories. There's TikToks, which I don't understand. Like, 
I'm not joking. My wife and I, my wife and I, we the other night were like, we need to figure out what TikTok is because I don't understand it. Everyone's on it. Don't get it. So we went on YouTube and we searched TikTok videos and we saw like the top 10 TikTok videos of 2020. We're like, we're watching it. We start watching it. No idea. Like still like zero idea what the heck TikTok is. So if you guys have TikTok, more power to you. I guess I'm too old now, which is really weird to say. And then the last one that I wrote down is YouTube. And I find YouTube really interesting. A lot of you are watching on YouTube right now. Good to see you guys. Um, YouTube's really interesting. It's actually, I looked up some statistics about YouTube. It's actually the second most visited website on the whole of the internet, as far as hits go, right behind Google. So Google's the top, YouTube, and then Amazon. Isn't that wild? Like YouTube is the second most visited website on the internet. And going further, there's another stat here. There is an estimated on average of 500 hours of content uploaded every single minute on YouTube. 500 hours of content every single minute being uploaded to YouTube. That, what that tells me is that we are desperate to tell our story. Like, people are trying to get their story and the information that they have out, and we are desperate to, like, read stories. It's about, um, I find it really fascinating that I think this has been in our history forever. Like, us as humans, we are made to tell stories. If you look at the Jewish people a long time ago, before even before Jesus, they would tell their stories to the next generation and the next generation, and the next generation. And that's how their religion was passed down. That's how their culture was passed down. We are made to tell stories. There's this part inside of us. But if we are all made to tell stories, that means that we are all right now telling stories in this room. The way that we're living is actually telling a story to the people around you. Everyone else around you is looking at your life and trying to figure out the story that you're telling. So the questions, there's two questions that I want to dive into today that we need to ask ourselves is, what is the story that I'm telling with my life? And the second one is, why does it matter? In other words, what people are asking nowadays, why do I matter? I'm trying to get my story out there. Why do I matter? So what is the story that you are currently telling with your life and why does it matter? If you're taking notes, the title of the message is, Hello, My Name Is. Hello, My Name Is, and you can put your name in there if you want, or you can write what if you're an Eminem fan, which is weird. There's like two people in here. Hello, My Name Is, I put Aaron, Um, because I'm not an Eminem fan, but anyway. But before we move on, I want to lay a little bit of groundwork about stories in our lives. What's happening in this room right now? is significant. Do you know that? All of us in this room right now, all of you watching online at home, tuning in for church, being a part of worship, hearing the word go out, that is significant. We are actually moving the kingdom forward. In Ephesians 4, it talks about how uh, we are all on the same road, moving in the same direction. After one God, there's one Holy Spirit, one baptism, right? And we are moving the kingdom forward. And every single week when we show up to church again and again and again and again, it's, it, it has the tendency to where some weeks can be like, oh, it's so cold out. I just really don't want to get out of bed right now. But when you do and you show up, it's moving the kingdom forward. It's significant, right? There's significance to being here in this room. And one of my favorite things about it is when we all come in this room, we bring our past with us. We bring everything that we have uh, gone through in our lives and we bring it here together. 
And the thing is, you might not, I don't know what your history is in this room with Jesus specifically, but you might be in this room with no history with Jesus. And that is a great place to be. Right here, you are in the right place. You might be in this room and you have a super complicated past with, his, with Jesus. If you're being honest, you're like, man, I was burnt by church. This stuff happened. I am still feeling pain about this stuff. And you are in the right place. And you might be in this room and you have a beautiful history with Jesus. Long life led by the faithfulness of Jesus. And this is also a great place for you to be. But the thing is, no matter what our history might look like in this room, no matter what you've been through, the pain that you've felt, the, short calling, the shortcomings, whatever it is, our history is meant to tell the story of his faithfulness. No matter what. No matter what you've gone through, your history, what's happened in the past, is meant to tell the story of his faithfulness. Nothing is lost. And it may be hard to see this, but sometimes it's hard to see that, G, uh, that Jesus can redeem things, but he loves to redeem the unredeemable parts in our lives. The things that we think, oh man, there's no way this is ever gonna be redeemed like this massive thing happened to me in the past. It's cool because Jesus comes in and he redeems it. There's been times in my life when I've been a complete mess where there's things that I've just struggled with and God has come in and completely redeemed redeemed those parts of my lives, and now I'm here standing on those things, and I'm able to preach about them, and it, where God is redeeming others through my story. You see what I'm saying? You guys are telling a story, and your past is important to that story. In Romans 8, 38, it says this. I love this. For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in creation. Literally, he's pretty much saying there is nothing, absolutely nothing in this world will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what your past looked like. It doesn't matter what you've been through. It doesn't matter the pain. Nothing can separate you from how much Jesus loves you in this room right now and how much he wants to tell his story through your story. But the thing is, we need to let him, right? The truth is you have significance in your story and God planned it that way. He meant for that significance in your story. So today, I wanna share three things that you have that will help you answer these questions. What is my story and why does it matter? Sound good? You guys ready? Awesome. Point number one today is this. You have a calling. You have a calling. Every single person in this room, God has called you. You have a purpose and a plan in your life. You might not believe that, but I'm gonna just drill this into the ground because it is so true. Look at 2 Timothy 1. It says, therefore, do not be ashamed. In verse 8, of the testimony about our Lord, the story that God's telling through you, nor of me as prisoner, but share in the suffering for the gospel by the power of God, verse nine, who saved us and called us to a holy calling. Goes on, this is so good, not because of our works, not because of what you've done, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. What Paul is saying, he's saying, don't be ashamed of your story, Timothy everything that you've gone through, the story of Jesus, of what's happening in your life, because you are, first of all, saved, and you are, second of all, called. But not because of your own works. This is so important. It's not because of what you've done. There's nothing you can do that will save you more. 
There's nothing you can do that will call you more. It's because of his own purpose and grace. And then the kicker is this last part, which he gave us before the ages began. And I was meditating on this before the ages began. I started to study it a little bit. That word ages can be translated to the word eternity in the original uh, Greek. Before eternity began, he called you. He saved you. So literally before you even had a chance to do anything in your life, He's like, you're called, you're saved, you're able to do this. So there's nothing now, there's nothing now you could do that will make you uncalled or unsaved, right? It's your calling, you didn't receive your calling because of what you have done, you received your calling because of who you were made to be, right? We don't make our calling, we were made with a calling. You're hearing me. It was given to us. So many think that if so many of us, I find that I think this at times, if I mess up or screw up, it's like, oh, it lessens my calling in my life where my calling is going to be taken away. But the reality is your calling can't be taken away by your misdeeds. And the temptation that we all face every single day, I feel like in our culture and our world, is that what we do with our hands practically throughout the day is who we are. That's our calling. I think we get confronted with this all the time. It's like, you are this, that means you are going to climb the corporate ladder and this is who you are made to be. But the reality is, is God set you apart to be something different. And our position is able to enable or is, enables that calling. Does that make sense? For example, right now, I've, I know that my calling in my life is to build the church. God has called me to build the church. And my position right now is the exchange pastor here at Colonial Church. So I'm going to do everything I can with my position to outwork my calling. You see what I'm saying? But the thing is, is if I wasn't here and I worked, let's say I own a business, my calling didn't change. And I'm going to do everything I can with that business to build the kingdom. You following me? Your position enables your calling. I once uh, worked at a coffee shop when I was back in Charleston. <laughs> you can just tell where this is going. Anyway, I worked at a coffee shop in Charleston, and this guy walked in one day, and he looked at me, and he was in line, and he was about to order, uh, and he smiled at me, and I smiled back. He's probably around 50 years old, um, and I thought it was going to be a pleasant experience, but what happened next, <laughs> you know, I was like, this is going to be great. What happened next, this girl walks in um, off the beach, and she comes in behind the line, and the man turns around, and they knew each other, and he says, oh, it looks like you've been studying for my test tomorrow, and he goes or she ends up looking at him and says, oh, uh, I was totally on the beach studying as a joke. And he said, well, you better have been because if you fail your test, you're going to end up at a dead-end job making minimum wage like this loser. And he points to me. And I, did, like, I literally, like, I was so mad. So I walked over and I hocked a big one in his drink. Just joking. No, I, did, I didn't do that. <laughs> Don't worry. I didn't do that. I never spit in anyone's drink. But to him, but to this man, right, my purpose came from the position that he saw me in, right? He said, oh, this guy just works at a coffee shop, and I am a teacher at a college. Like, he's less than me, right? This is the, the, what we're battling every single day. But reminder, you aren't what you do. You are who he made you to be, Right? Your worth is not made up of what you have done, because if that's true, if your worth was made up of what you have done in God's eyes, that means at some point you're going to be less than in God's eyes, right? But God has made us more than conquerors, right? He's made us greater than because he is greater than, 
right? That's the story that he has. He, he holds us in the highest regard. He holds us in the highest regard, no matter what we do. And the thing is um, that I really want to drive home today is that I want, if there's anything you walk away from here today is this. You have endless worth to the Father. He cares so much for you, even when you don't feel it, even when you don't feel like it. God cares so much for you. And out of that love and that purpose and that caring that he had for you, he called you. You have a story. You have a calling. So the question is, how do you find your calling, right? This leads me to point number two today. It's this. You have, the second thing you have is a focus. You with me? Awesome. Your life has a focus. Whether you know it or not, we are all focused on something. If it's Jesus or if it's something else, we all, our life has a focus. What focus is in our life is the center of your attention. It's what you are centered around. Does that make sense? With film, I find it really interesting. Focus is kind of the unsung hero of film, right? It is so crucial. You can have the best shot in the world. You can have the best actors in frame. You can have them doing the most amazing kiss ever. You can have the lights perfect. You can have the music swelling. But if it's out of focus, the shot is trash. They're not going to use it, right? And it's the same thing in our lives. If we do all the things, if we are building a business, if we're, you know, going to all the events, if we're showing up to church every single week, but the focus of it isn't Jesus, then it's out of focus. Then we can't use that. You following? It's like, there's, it's so important to have the focus, to have our lives focused on Jesus. And the thing about this, back to the camera, when you're on a camera pulling focus, it's like the most intense thing. It's called pulling focus. It means setting focus. Like if you're setting the focus on the camera, it's like you got to nail it, right? But when people watch movies, they don't look at the movie and they're like, wow, that guy nailed the focus. Like, <laughs> dude, you see how good that focus is so clear right? No one, no one talks about, oh, that shot's in focus, right? It's the unsung hero, and it's the same thing in our lives. People don't see you when you're in your closet praying for hours. People don't see you when you've chosen to worship in your car, you see? But that is setting your focus, your stuff on Jesus, and it has a huge impact. It's huge impact. So the question is, how do I nail this focus? How do I nail the focus in my life? really practical here. Stop the doing and get personal. Stop all the things for a moment and start to get personal. In October, in the exchange, I encouraged all of the exchange to read the book of John and all of us to go through the book of John together. And the whole idea of it was to get focused on Jesus. Learn the way that he walked Learn the way that he talked, the way that he saved people, the way that he set people free, the miracles that he did, the way that he led the disciples. And as you start to hone in on this, all of a sudden your focus of your life starts to hone in on Jesus and you start to learn how he is. It's easier to focus on someone that you understand and you know, right? So I want to challenge you guys. If you find that your life is out of focus with Jesus, just start to get in the word. And once you start to get in the word and you start to realize what Jesus has done and who he is in your life, it starts to come out of you. And the last thing about film and focus is when you watch something, uh, how about this? My life, if I'm focused on Jesus, you won't see me. You'll see Jesus, right? 
if you don't notice the focus, you don't notice the person that's been pulling the focus, you notice the thing that it's focused on. And I don't know about you, but I want my life to be so focused on Jesus that when I'm walking through my everyday, people see him and they don't see me. They might think it's me and say, hey, what, what is this? And you're like, no, this is Jesus, right? Because you are focused in on him. So you have a calling and you have a focus. And the thing about, I want to read this verse that just blew me away. The thing about focus and calling is to go hand in hand. Listen to this in Ephesians 1. Starting in verse 16, it says, I ask the God of our master, Jesus Christ, the glory of God, to make you intelligent and discerning, knowing him personally, getting personal. And then it goes on, it says, your eyes focused and clear. Now listen to this. So that you can see exactly what he is calling you to do. You see, the reality is when we start to stop all the doing and we start getting personal with Jesus and we start focusing on Jesus, all of a sudden you get to know him, but then your calling of what he's calling you to do starts to become clear. That's the thing that starts to speak to you. So if you don't know what your calling is, going back to that question in the beginning where it's like, I don't know what my calling is, start focusing on Jesus. And sooner than later, your calling is gonna become clear. Focus and calling go hand in hand. I think there's a, the last pitfall of focus is that the enemy wants it, right? We feel like the enemy wants to uh, get our focus all the time, but I don't necessarily think he's trying to get us to focus on himself. Like the enemy's not like, focus on the devil, focus on me, right? All he's trying to do is get your focus off Jesus. You know what I mean? That's it. He's just like, I don't care if you focus on me or anything else. Just get your, just stop looking at Jesus, right? So he's going to do whatever he can to stop looking, to get you to stop looking at Jesus. And usually where it ends up falling is ourselves, right? That's the tendency. So we have to be in constant reminder to set our focus daily on Jesus. Pick up the word daily. Start reading daily. Start uh, praying daily. Start putting on worship music in your car, and all of a sudden your focus will start to become clear. So number one, you have a calling. Number two, you have a focus. And when those things are all lined up, going well, ultimately, number three, you have an impact. You have an impact. You matter. You know that? Your life matters. Your history, everything you've gone through matters. You being who you are, your true self, you are making an impact more than you think you are. If I'm being honest, I lose sight of this. Some days I wake up, I do the things, and I go to bed. And I wake up, and I do the things, and I go to bed. I don't know if you can relate to anyone. I wake up, I do the things, and I go to bed, and some days it just feels like it's normal, right? But no matter where, uh, where you are going, you are carrying the Spirit of God with you. You have to keep reminding yourself of that. And as we have that on display, Jesus in the focus, outworking our calling, we are going to have those normal days, but they are anything but normal. Can I remind you? It might feel normal to you, but those days that you're walking through are anything but normal because Jesus is still working through you. Someone wise once told me, changing the world looks like a bunch of ordinary days. Normal days. But they're anything but ordinary, if I can remind you. Because when you have the Spirit of God working through you, they're extraordinary. Because he's extraordinary. You are not aware of the impact that your life is having on the people that are around you. You are making an impact. 
Just look at this incredible verse that we let, read off the top. It's Paul speaking to Timothy, and I would like to make the argument that Paul was impacted by the everyday of Timothy. And he's reminding them him of this. I thank God whom I serve, as did my ancestors. This is Paul speaking with a clear conscience, as I remember you constantly in my prayers, night and day. As I remember your tears, that relationship, I long to see you that I may be filled with joy. This is Paul, the man that is, has all the accolades. He could be saying, I long to see you so that you could have joy, so that you could receive what I have, right? But he's saying, no, I long to see you because of, I wanna have joy because of you, right? Timothy has made an impact to him. At the end, it says, uh, I'm reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother, Lois, and your mother, Eunice, and now I'm sure dwells in you as well. His faith made an impact on Paul. For this reason, I remind you to fan in the flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Impact, relationship. It's not like he's listing all the achievements of Timothy is the thing. He's not like, that one time you did this, 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 and this, that's why you're so great. He's just saying, no, the, the every day, I would like to say that every day of Timothy's life around Paul impacted him. And I have a story of this in my own life with John, this man that I worked at this coffee shop with, the same coffee shop. I was actually working with him that day. And he was a great guy. He's a Christian believer. And um, he worked there for about a year a little bit shorter than me. And every day he would come in and he was just one of the most uplifting and like encouraging people I've ever met. He just, every time I talked to him, he'd just be like, man, you're doing great. That looks like, that you're doing amazing with that. And it impacted me. And it came out of his own personal relationship with Jesus. And I remember one day I showed up and he looked at me and he said, you know what? This is my last day here today. And I was like, what? He says, yeah, I'm quitting. And I was like, okay. He said, I feel like I'm called by God to go be a part of this church on the other side of the United States. And I've been dealing with this, me and my wife, we've been thinking about it a long time and I just feel like this is what God's calling us to do. So he went. And he went to this church and lo and behold, he's now one of the most influential churches in the United States, making a huge impact there in his life. But the thing is, is I am greatly impacted because of the time that I spent with him. He just showed up every day. It's not like he was coming saying like, one day I'm gonna leave you and I'm gonna do this great thing so you need to pay attention, right? No, he, he literally just kept walking it out every single day. I'm just gonna do what I can you know, to make an impact today. I'm just gonna live my life with Jesus. And all of a sudden, I'm a bystander, one of the many that got greatly impacted by him. And every time I see something that's coming out of this church or every time I see something that's coming out of him, I am so encouraged. It's a reminder of, to me, like, no, I just need to keep going. So I wanna encourage you guys, your every day, your impact, your walking in and like showing up to work every day, nine to five, as mundane as it sees, when you're doing that with Jesus, you are making an impact, right? When you are at home, I, I have this on my heart, I don't know who this is for, but when you, a stay-at-home mom, you are making a massive impact in your kids' lives. And it's time to start believing that with your parents, hanging around your parents. It might seem mundane in the Christmas time to hang with family. You're like, oh no, but guess what? You are making an impact. And you might not know what it is right now, but years to come, God's going to be working through those people because of the impact that you are making today. You matter.
Your story matters. Your calling matters. And the cool thing is, is you have impacted this room today. Just by you showing up here, bringing all of your past, being who you are, talking to someone as you go out, you are making an impact. Do you believe it? Awesome. Will you guys stand with me here? You know, as I was preparing this message and thinking about the impact in the everyday and taking steps forward, I just got this overwhelming sense that there might be people here in this room today that are struggling with the reality that they matter, that they have purpose. If you're being honest, you might be in that everyday right now where, you know, it just seems like you're showing up. I just came to church. Like I said, you are making an impact, but I want to pray for encouragement for you. And I'm not gonna make you raise your hands or come up front or anything. I just wanna pray because you know who you are and God knows who you are. God knows your heart. God knows the impact that he wants you to make. So will we all just lift our hands here in a moment, close our eyes. Lord, we just thank you, God, that you are working through us even when we don't realize it. Well, Holy Spirit, you're walking with us every single day and you are making an impact through us, God. We thank you for the impact that you are having, God. Right now, we pray for encouragement, Lord. Where there is doubt and lack of confidence, God, we speak your boldness, Jesus. Lord, we speak your confidence, Lord. We speak your life. We speak your spirit, Lord. I pray over the next coming, of, uh, the coming days that you would just continue to build us up. Build us up with your spirit, Jesus. Send us out. Give us encouragement. Put people around us that speak into our lives and say, no, I am more than conqueror. I am greater than, or you are greater than, just so that we can walk out and continue to live on our days. Lord, help us to see the impact that you are having in the world around us. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's sing, church. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you, why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.